From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Vicarious traumatization. I know that seems like a a strange concept until you really understand it. So today, Dr. B and I are going to take you through uh, the vicarious traumatization. But let's start, doctor, with what is trauma? Trauma is something that people experience that's not a regular life experience. It's very overwhelming. It's something that's not or doesn't occur very often. uh, And it affects us forever unless we're really cognizant of how to help it. Now, we have a lot of trauma lately. Linda. You know, we got the thing that just went on, the building fell down, trauma. Yeah, right? that was in Surfside, yeah, uh-huh. the, the building that collapsed. Terrible. Um, yeah. Right. Yes. So if, if I may interject, the Google yes. Dictionary definition yes. Yes. of trauma is a deeply disturbing experience or emotional shock following a stressful event or injury. We have the Surfside building collapse. Now, the people that would have been affected in it are not the victims, okay, meaning the vicarious traumatization. It would be people that were witness to it or the nurses, the doctors, the clergy people, journalists that are covering the event, um, first responders, those are people that suffer, am I correct, from vicarious traumatization? Absolutely correct. So in other words, what we're saying is that people who didn't really experience the trauma directly are now affected by it vicariously. Now, this is a term that we're very familiar about uh, in psychiatry, psychology, because as therapists and clinicians, we're exposed to listening to the traumas and we as clinicians really can be affected vicariously, although we didn't experience the trauma. So that is the definition really. And and I think it's very clear to our audience that if you're around this and somehow touched by it and you're empathetic towards it, like you have some feelings about it, you could be vicariously without experience of trauma directly affected by it. You know, um, giving examples of this, I have a friend who was a network journalist and she's over in Surfside every day reporting on the tragedy that occurred there. And she's also interviewing a lot of the relatives. So she would be right for a vicarious traumatization. I often asked her, how do you go to all these traumas all over the country, you know, all these disasters, and not be completely paralyzed by it? And you know what she says, that she is a widow. And she feels that her through her experience of being a widow, she can help those who have just lost one of their loved ones. And I guess that's how she gets through the traumatization. Okay. There are people who are not therapists who have to be uh, helping others with trauma. And somehow there's a silver lining for them. In other words, by helping others, 
they help themselves, okay? Uh, it happens all the time, okay? And it's probably an unconscious process, you know, that they don't realize that they're doing that, but they're helping themselves. There's a lot of people like that. So they're very empathetic because that's one of the ingredients towards the trauma and they're experiencing it with the other person themselves at the same time. Now, I want to interject that you being a psychiatrist for a very long time, certainly, as you said, you know, had to go through um, a lot of therapy with people talking about very disturbing events in their life. Did you ever suffer vicarious traumatization? And if not, how did you avoid it? Oh, Linda, we're talking a career of dealing with this. Okay, I'll tell you all about it. You know, because as a psychiatrist, all these individuals for all types of traumas were presented to me and I had to do evaluations and be empathic as a good doctor you know, to people and be exposed to it. And um, I ran the Gladstone Center for Abused Girls. It was in like, you know, the 80s, 90s, established a place. So girls who, young teenage girls who were exposed to uh, sexual abuse were sent to this place, there were about 20 of them. And then they had acute intervention, which helped them with their treatment course. So Linda, I had to talk to all these people for like a few years. And I, I, after a while, I just did, couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, no, I can just imagine. What are the symptoms of this vicarious traumatization? If you're going through it, how do you know you have it? Uh, uh, people who have it, they're anxious, they're irritable, they're distractible, they're angry, they're moody. I mean, you're not the same. If you speak to people in their family, they, you know, oh, they are not, they're not the same, Doc, uh, 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 okay? They're real cranky and they're not the same person. So people who are experiencing this have real manifest changes in their mood and how they're functioning. Right, and you know, I would imagine that it's subjective. So let's say you have two people going through this trauma, witnessing it or hearing about it. One person may, as you say, experience those symptoms where others are, are more resilient with it. You know, I had the chance to go into the news business. I ended up working for PBS, but it was a very conscious decision as I interned one summer for CBS. I did not want to become callous because for me, the only way to get through some of these hard stories was to distance myself. And I felt the only way to survive would be to become very tough skinned, which I didn't want to go there. Do you find that vicarious traumatization is subjective? This is a kind of a thing that affects their total being. I had patients, I have uh, other therapists, you know, that I supervise and myself. There's physical symptoms. People develop uh, ulcers, heartburn, headaches, tired, even rashes. Okay, so there's somatic manifestations for this. Their behavior really changes. They start like, avoiding people they don't really do what they're supposed to do their tasks they don't go, like, go to work well or sometimes you know they work different hours even and they can even get involved in some alcohol and substance abuse issues or risky behaviors uh, look i think for everybody listening it's like other things in mental health 
it's not always the way it appears. So in other words, you could be suffering from it, but you have these like symptoms and you're not even aware of it. So I think we're trying, you and I, to raise awareness as if you're in the doctor's office that, oh, maybe I got that. Maybe I should get some help if I can't help myself. So let's get into the treatments. But before uh, we do, I just want to go over the occupations that are most likely to suffer from vicarious trauma. And that would be people in the helping realm. So psychiatrists and counselors, as as you've been talking about, first responders, clergy, um, social workers, people in the medical field, in the justice system, uh, humanitarian workers, and of course, journalists. So you know, if, if you're in one of those fields and it's a labor of love, you love, love your occupation, but you're going to come across trauma sometimes or more often than others. You don't want to change your occupation. What do you do to get through this so that you can remain effective on your job, um, caring, not callous, but so that it doesn't affect you to the point where it's debilitating. Okay, that's an excellent point, okay? And I do help a lot of people and myself with this, okay? Now, anytime I see myself, I'm not engaged in the present. You know, I think about these kind of things and I'm all, oh, I say, uh-oh, problem, got to deal with this, uh, okay? Basically, I want to do... It's my MAV thing, which I do for myself, okay? Hey, I know I'm cranky. I'm a little irritable. I'm not doing great at my job. My friends and stuff aren't going good. So what I do is I get together with myself and say, hey, what's going on? Oh, that case. Oh, he's bothering me. Okay, and I think about it, and I think about what to do about it. So I become mindful, you know, with through exercise, meditation, whatever I do. Okay. Then I get a positive attitude. I say, Hey, come on. You got to help all these people get out of this thing. I'm going to be good. Okay. I'll take care of this. Okay. And then I have a vision. Oh, I'm back with the patients. I'm taking care of people. I'm not like thinking about things I shouldn't be thinking about. And I feel better. And I think a lot of people could get that for themselves, MAV, or go to a therapist. They really help. I think what I'm hearing from you is take care of yourself first. You know, it's kind of like you're on an airplane and the voice from the flight attendant says, you know, if you need oxygen, put the oxygen on your face first before you put it on your child. You can't be a helper unless you help yourself first. So that we need to kind of instill in people, take care of your health, exercise, eat well, and not distract but feed your interests, right? So you take your mind off of it for a little while. Spend time like with loved it. ones. You yes. know, get involved in a hobby, sports, yes. um, rest. So all of these things, if you feel like you are falling into this vicarious traumatization ditch, do take care of yourself. Remember, and if it gets too bad, please seek counseling. And, and look, a lot of people can do this. They don't need therapy. They can even talk to a good friend or their mate or somebody, you know, you, you can get out of this thing. So I love everything you had to say. 
next week, we're going to be talking about finding your joy again. And that certainly fits into one of the slots uh, for healing um, and getting over a traumatic event. And so we invite you next week to listen to Finding Your Joy again. It sounds like a great topic. And, you know, a lot of the topics we've done before about laughter and gratitude, etc., it surrounds the theme of joy. So let's all really take a good listen next week. Bye-bye now. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.